0: Red blocked down, who shake plus
1: the foul, season high, 22, 105, 100, and the Toronto Raptors come away with a victory.
0: Well, last time we recorded, we titled the episode, Good Honest 500 Basketball. It's... With pleasure that I can say that the Raptors have managed to climb above this threshold with perhaps the best win of the season, in my opinion, above the Dallas Mavericks. We'll get into why a little bit later, but it culminated kind of three and two run where we managed to beat bogey teams like Detroit, like Miami, had a very difficult loss to Atlanta before getting completely outclassed by Brooklyn one thing though i must say is that we cannot judge this run of games as nick nurse's plan for the season or his legacy or even see it as indicative of the raptors as any toronto fans know this team is severely undermanned at the minute so many players are on the injury list it seems like a injury whack-a-mole at the minute where one player goes one player comes back it's been difficult but i think if you take it one game at a time the raptors next man up philosophy has
1: really worked. Next man up, that's it. Um, we've talked about Siakam in the last episode, but one of the other injuries Camille was probably uh, talking about there was Delano Banton's injury. And as a result of that, what's happened is that now we've been giving a minute to young uh, Dalton Jr. And Dalton Jr. I think he's going to be a part of this rotation now. In fact, I think he's probably now going to take malatised minutes, unfortunately, Um, after that disastrous game we had against the Nets. Worst offensive performance by a country mile this season. Don't let the box score for you either. I think it's one hundred twelve ninety eight, so we technically lost by 14, but realistically, we should have lost by 30, 40 points. Completely and utterly shut down on the offensive end. The only reason... It looks more presentable that uh, the score at the end was just because we got so many second-chance points, rebounds. um, But really, just defensively, Ben Simmons, Royce O'Neal was just a monster. Nobody could get past him once. Um, Defensively, they just absolutely shut us down. We shot 35% from the fielders, shocked, horror. Performance and Malachi was running the point that game. I think after that, he, he's done now. Uh, Nick Nurse is done with him. The only reason he got minutes in the Mavs game was, of course, uh, like I mentioned, Banton is still out. Um, but Downton Jr. got 12 minutes, he got six minutes in the Mavs game. So I think uh, Malachi's time is slowly but surely coming to an end uh, for the Raptors. And uh, that brings me gross sadness as well.
0: When Varel turns in Malachi, you know his time is up. Um... <laughs> but yeah, just referring to that, I mean, one thing, one thing you did say about second chance points was that, um, I mean, against Brooklyn, you know, scored less than 100 points, but they grabbed 23 offensive rebounds. Boucher, yeah. eight of them, and Bo Cruz, six of them. And I think it was a very similar theme in that Mavericks game. Again, 17 offensive rebounds. And Boucher, you know, had a wonderful game, 22 points, including a really phenomenal ice, like an ice dagger at the end, where he just chucked it up with 0.3 seconds left in the shot clock and got an and one. Um, just yes, yes. truly, I mean, truly phenomenal performance from him. Kind of, uh, but, and then as well, that led to 25 second chance points. So the Raptors kind of scheme is working. I know we said before the season, or I said at least, that I'm not excited about it because there's no new additions, there's no particularly new style, but it is this style really gelling now. And you can see the Raptors, whether it's, you know, steals, uh, 10 steals last night or offensive rebounds, uh, it's working. It's really, really working at the minute. One thing, though, with the Dallas game, I want to highlight is what we did really well. It's not necessarily on the offensive end. And, you know, you can give credit to OG taking over Van Vliet, both 26 points, it's the double teams and particularly on Luka Doncic, who was only allowed 15 shots. That, in fact, is his yep. lowest field goals attempted in the whole season, except the previous game against the Raptors, in which he also took 15 shots. You know, wow. they're, they're stopping him. And it's that philosophy of, you know, make the lesser players beat you. Is that long-term sustainable, do you think, against, you know, teams with a big three, for example? Well, no, that
1: that's exactly the point, Kamel. I think he... If- Basically, answer the question there uh, against a uh, uh, let's say uh, Doncic, a uh, Jokic, uh, maybe even a Yanis now without Middleton. I think that's the philosophy we have to follow. Uh, we've done it so successfully, in obviously, so many playoff series in the past couple of years. Like this team knows how to do it, and um, yeah, I love like what they did. Uh, OG pretty much followed Doncic up the court, and then the double was there straight away. This Mavericks team, by the way. Their spacing is just out of this world. When they have Kleber, when they have Wood on the floor, they've got Jonship bringing the ball up. As long as Doncic gets the ball out of his hands, maybe in Dimwoody's hands, it was a wide-open three every time. It's just their spacing is incredible. I'm I'm still... I'm very surprised the Mavs team is 9-9. Nine nine. I, I was just like, offensively, they have all the potential in the world, but potentially we've opened up a playbook for other teams now I think they're going to look at that performance and go yeah we'll try and do the same to Luca and just let Vinny Smith for example he made a couple of threes let those kind of players shoot threes let them beat us
0: well they'll try and shoot threes but I mean just you can't really get this from the box score but just the eye test the rotations now are so much smoother than last year we talk constantly about not being able to get to that you know close down the man uh, taking the three the open guy taking the three When we doubled, but I mean, yesterday, like the way they managed to close down Luke, and I think that's part, we go to the next man up philosophy. Firstly, Thad, because of injuries, Thaddeus Young has been starting in the lineup. And again, like a box score, I mean, what, 4.6 rebounds, it's not much to look at. But the way he, the way he operates, and I mean, he got that last minute steal, uh, which was amazing. I think they were trying to find Kleber for for a dunk to make it one point game. And, you know, Thad was in the right place, right time. He knows exactly where to go. And, you know, Hernan Gomez as well. Um, yeah. He's got significant minutes. He's been getting really significant minutes yes. with injuries. Uh, and again, he, he knows. I mean, the thing is, he's not a young man anymore. He's 27. He's not a prospect. but uh, and, and he knows the game. You know, he can be counted, at least in this Raptors team, as one of these kind of almost veteran presences,
1: which I think is really important. Yeah, I mean, we talked done. about... Yeah, yeah. I think in the first episode, we talked about how he's getting so few minutes i mentioned i was i was like i don't really understand why um he's so good for spain in the tournament this summer um i'd really like this double pivot pivot of Dad young and then Hernan gomez the the thing is Kuhn, we're still technically on the that, that there we don't really have a center i think only in one of the games we had coloco starting but mm. there technically we don't have a center and we're still out rebounding teams like this we did not do this in any of the previous years. When we were undersized, we got completely out-rebounded. So I think that's definitely a decent part of it. Like, Boucher, just on the offensive glass, he doesn't really jump. He just, he, his arms are so long. He positions himself so well. Like, he can do that, honestly, every night. I keep, I keep taking it back to when he played like a wide receiver in that Mavericks game. You remember this? When oh, we sprinting down the court. Day. We full call I can't remember. We were playing like some weird box and one defense or something, yeah. and I can't remember whether they invented it or we invented re- it. But he genuinely caught that thing like a star uh, wide receiver. <laughs> like, Odell in his prime, there, yeah. Like, yeah, well, maybe he's on the wrong sport. No, he's clearly not in the wrong sport. Uh, he's doing so well this season, but um, yeah, it's just athletically so gifted. I think. Um, Make, making sure he leans into that he doesn't. we don't need him to shoot that many threes he can space the floor without shooting them and uh, it, this is like the G League MVP now this is what we're seeing from him like he is our sixth man now he's completely cemented that place
0: and he showed that I mean against a really tough team like the Heat uh, he delivered another double double 15 points 10, 10, uh, 10 rebounds uh, an assist and a steal and that performance in general was you know is a Classic Toronto Miami game, uh, extremely grindy. You know, uh, Raptors shooting terribly from three once again, 27%, but still managed to pull off the win. Why? 16 offensive rebounds. You know, I mean, I think you can just write the script at this point. When the Raptors grab those boards, they'll get the second chance points, they'll win, you know, or at least make it a big fight. One other guy I want to talk about this and really quickly is OG. So in the absence of Siakam, you're sort of looking for that step up. And I think when we're talking about preseason expectations to make the next level in terms of the playoffs, OG needed to kind of take over and be more aggressive. And we saw it yesterday, you know, in the clutch, it was OG taking everything. It wasn't Van Vliet chucking up shots. It was OG curling off screens, you know, going up hard, winning fouls. It was brilliant to see. And this Miami performance, 32 points. Uh, and he didn't rely on his three either. Just one shot from behind the arc, 10 rebounds, but 13 from 18 from the field. Extremely efficient play as well. Is, do you think something's changed in his game or is he just, his mentality is just altered, especially since he's become like first, second option?
1: Yeah, I think he struggled a little bit with uh, finishing at the rim early in the season. Um, I think actually maybe less so. I don't think he's necessarily doing anything that differently. I think I'll, like, bar this uh, Brooklyn game, um, I also, in the Mavericks game, uh, and I think we saw more of it in the Heat game because Hanson was running the point instead of Flynn, Um but also Van actually ran a lot of the plays as well in that game. I think, like, the, the backdoor cuts, those, those kind of, like, easy drive-to-the-basket points he gets. Like, what OG, what his best move is by a mile is he went as soon as he gets the pass pump fake with the shot drives especially when he's on like the baseline slash wing area pump fake like pump fake for the three drives to the basket when he does that there's very very few players that can stop him with his size and his speed it's just like impossible he'll always beat the guys on the using his first step as well unless it's a smaller guard say and if it's a smaller guard he'll just bully them anyway um So, yeah, like, it just is athleticism. That's what all he needs to do. uh, He needs to have, like, that kind of Yanis mentality. Like, whether you're outside, like, uh, basically, Kamel, weirdly, while Yanis, he obviously dominates in the paint, but often his plays don't start out inside the paint. He often start outside the paint and drive into the paint at full speed that's when people can't stop him. He'll use his crafty footwork there, his Eurosteps. I think for OG, it's the same. You don't post him up down there. You have Thad Young there. Thad Young had a couple of really nice post-ups uh, in the Mavs games, in the post. Not necessarily scoring, but then he'll make the right pass when somebody needs to come over and help. Whenever he had the mismatch, Thad, that's what he did. Like, then a second player would have to come over, he pass it out. Um, OG doesn't need to do that. OG needs to be outside the paint and then drive hard to the paint. And I think there's very few people who can stop him when he's like that. So, of course, he's got a competent outside shot. So he'll keep them. He'll make sure the defender um, doesn't cheat too much and, you know, sag off too much. So, yeah, I think OG is easy for him. Easy 20 points a night from this game, this point onwards. He just doesn't need to overcomplicate it, in my opinion.
0: No, I think you've summed it up perfectly. And of course, we will have Siakam coming back probably next week. Uh, obviously, we've got Van Vliet back. Gary Trent's pulling that a bit out favour. Scotty Barnes, we don't know his return date. But overall, the Raptors are going to have a full-strength squad very soon. And, you know, it'll be sad, you know. We won't see the likes of, you know, Banton, Coloco. Um, Henan Gomez getting that many minutes anymore. But, you know, they'll have to fight for it. And, and I'm really, really confident about this Raptors team going forward.
1: Especially awesome. next few games, you know,
0: they got a nice December schedule. They got Orlando three times uh, in the next two weeks, which is great to see. Uh, so you know, chance to really make their way up the rankings there. So you know, they're beating good teams. Uh, they've been, they were very unlucky, I think, against Atlanta. But no, I'm I'm pretty high on this Raptors team. I think this system is really, really clicking, and they've given Nick Nurse the time he needs to rebuild and and retool.
1: Uh, did you quickly want to mention uh, Banton's performance in the Detroit game?
0: Yeah, I mean I'm a big fan of Banton slander, so I'd rather not. But uh, we can mention his
1: twenty-seven um, point oh, game. He
0: did take over. Uh, especially, you know, Van Vliet had a really, really poor game. Uh uh in fact, sorry, uh he replaced Van Vliet. I was talking about the um Atlanta game, sorry.
1: Yeah.
0: Banton yeah, yeah. sort of took over. Yeah, I mean, this is what you sh- shows when you got the next man up. You when you start, you know, you take full advantage, 27 points in 25 minutes. Um, You know, worked really well, I think, with Boucher as well, uh, who scored 20 in this game. Um, What did you see in Banton that he could carry over into kind of... If he does end up replacing Flynn, what could you see that he could carry over into his sub-performances?
1: I think that's a difficult question to answer. I was going to bring it up in a different way. So with Banton... Are we going to see what we saw against the Mavs? So against the Mavs, when when I said Malakar was done, I think it's maybe the first time this season, but they didn't actually start with a point guard. So it was technically, let's, Van Vliet, the Van Vliet obviously has the ball in his hands a lot and he facilitates a lot of the plays anyway, but they didn't even have the facade of having a point guard starting. Like it was Van Vliet and Trent Jr. and Van Vliet acted as a point guard. Given that it worked as well in the Mavs performance, when Banton does come back, when he's fully fit, is that what, what's? Well, he's not a traditional.
0: Strategy? He's not a traditional point guard, is he? You don't see many six. No, no, no. Nine he is, he is a shooting guard. He's a yeah. size. I guard. mean, Banton. Banton is not a traditional point uh, guard. As well. yeah. Six foot yeah. nine. You know what? How are you going to stop him? How are smaller guards going to stop him? So no, I mean it's a it's a weird lineup. No, for no, he,
1: he he uh. Although we talked about difficulties, I think with dribbling a little bit, like he he passes very well. But I agree that he's not a traditional in that sense. But I'm just curious as to what Nick Nurse will do. Will he, looking at how it works, how well that works with Van Vliet paying essentially the point, is he going to have Bantam coming off the bench for like 20 minutes a game? Was he going to actually start him? I'm I'm, I'm not sure. No,
0: it's an odd one. I mean, you've got so many playmakers in the team. You know, you start Thad Young, do you need another
1: pure playmaking point guard? You know. Is He's not going to start, is he, when we're at full strength?
0: I think he'll play significant minutes.
1: I think he's going to be one of the... I really hope he does. I really hope he does. Yeah, yeah. I really hope he does. But I think he'll be 20 off the bench. And we won't be running our starters into the ground like we have been, again, in recent games, 40, 42 minutes, 44 minutes. When, When we're at full strength, we should not be doing that. Let alone whether we... You know, if it's a big game against like our, our biggest rivals we, we shouldn't be doing it e- even if the players have the capacity to because i think you just like you have players would have to take plays off like the guys playing 40 minutes we shouldn't be doing that we have the depth now we do definitely have the depth um so i am like you Kamel, i think we can round it off very excited going to these next couple of weeks i think we can really get past that 10-10, 11-10, 11-11, 11-12, 12-12. That should be happening. I think we can really push on now these next couple of games. Exactly.
0: And uh, g- glad to announce, Varao will be reporting live uh, from the Golden State game, uh, live in Toronto. Um, you know, we're committed to, we're committed to, you know, on the ground action here at Balling in the Six.
1: Yeah, so no, we look forward to that We're not joking. Yeah, We're genuinely not joking. Here. Yeah, yeah, all the other times. Yeah, yeah, the playoffs. Live from the no, we won't live from anywhere, we're live from our homes from the basements. No, this time we'll be in the arena. Um, I'll see if I can't record one or two reactions. I think that'll be fun like in the fourth quarter if something happens. But um, yeah, that oh, I was gonna keep that as a teaser, Camel because uh we'll probably record next week as well. But um i keep them now, now, now the fans they can celebrate for two, three weeks. Yeah, yeah, just we'll make it sauce, we'll make it sauce. All right, we'll catch you next week. All right, take care everyone.